0: My guest this week is Damon Schritter. Damon is a hilarious comedian. He's also done his own one-man show about his ayahuasca experiences, and he shares some of those experiences with us today. It's such a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. Check me out on Instagram, at Noor and we're part of the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network on 604 Records, so check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Damon Schrader. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. I'm here with my man, Damon Schrader. Damon, thanks for joining me, buddy.
1: My pleasure. Yay. God,
0: <laughs> I mean, all right, dude, you just ruined the whole <laughs> podcast. That, oh, that's okay. Their fucking big ending right there. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: That, okay, so we got we decide at the end. Yeah, yeah. You decide at the end. Yeah. And so we have to either convince listeners, or we don't have to convince anyone. People can you, come to their own t- conclusions.
0: That's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm, I love to promote. Everybody kind of figure
1: things out themselves. You know, feel your own way through, feel and then your own you way.
0: decide. Yes, okay. use the
1: force.
0: Use the force. Yes, it's that's there. what I believe in. Force year day. That's my next podcast.
1: Oh, force year day. <laughs> well, my mother is born on uh, May the 4th. So, my mother, the force runs strong through my family.
0: Oh, there you go. So,
1: and I got all my magical powers from my mom's side. So, <laughs> I have a direct line of Jedi. Uh, no, all right. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah all second right. generation Jedi for sure.
0: Ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh just so everyone knows, if you can't tell already, Damon Schritter is uh one of Canada's top comics. Um, you might also listen to him on the Microdose uh podcast. Uh he does that with another amazing comic, Paul Meyerhog. And uh we get him here today. Uh honestly, and the reason I'm so happy to get you on here is because I know you have uh, so many ayahuasca experiences or just one main one where you did three ceremonies and it ended up influencing so much of your career, um, what you did afterwards. And like, yeah, I just really wanted to get you on to talk about it.
1: Yeah. And even it had more influence on my life than anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And oddly enough, um, I did, I did a one-man show, but you and I tried to do this on September 8th. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Winnipeg, so the connection didn't work, which would have been the five-year anniversary of the one-man show I did about my experience with ayahuasca. And then Mother Ayahuasca was on me all weekend. Like, people, it turns out that, like, another comic in Winnipeg had seen my show, so he was asking me a lot about ayahuasca. The doorman wanted to know all about it. He wants to go do it. The girls that worked there wanted to, I talked to ayahuasca in the back, like in between shows, they were all like, we're going to go on an ayahuasca. Drink. Like it, it, it. all of a sudden it, I couldn't stop talking about it, which, which worries me that mother ayahuasca is calling me back for another round. I'm like, I've danced twice with mother ayahuasca. It's a, uh, that's, I thought that was enough. Oh baby. But, it's
0: gonna, it's gonna call you back. I'm, fucking, it's, I'm, it's, I'm at I, number 15 now, buddy.
1: Oh, are you? And yeah. I think it's it's maybe because you put the bug in my and then it's funny that it just followed. Like, I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. It came – people came, you know, bringing up the questions to me. So you're at 15 ceremonies.
0: 15, dude. Uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I usually do, like, two ceremonies at a time at least. And then, like, yeah. the last one uh, before I started this podcast, which this podcast was basically um, – influenced by ayahuasca and like basically told me in my uh in my um ceremonies like this is something that's been in your head for so long and like you have so much fear to go and start it like go back home and start this and when i came back home it was like full-on like all right let's get this shit started and uh yeah you
1: you got to do sort of what it says you don't want to
0: you're no, like, you don't oh, want. I it. don't think
1: I want to be, yeah. Like my whole thing is when I came back, like now I gotta meditate, pray, do yoga. I'm like, I didn't want to be that guy. You know that fucking guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not your uh that's not your MO at all. I never would have thought that.
1: <laughs> no, no, right. And you're probably the same with doing it. Like I was like, I didn't want to do all those things. And before I went to do ayahuasca, I did none of them, right? Like I was a guy, like a, I was happy being a drunken comedian you know, mm-hmm. did my shows, had some drinks, went out, had fun. And now my life is like completely changed. I'm all centered. Even during the pandemic, I was not even like panicky. My wife was losing her mind because everything was shutting down. I was sitting there tranquil, uh, <laughs> in a meditation <laughs> pose. I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. There's a yeah. knee. Everybody's stopping. I was like, I, I, yeah, I wasn't, um, panicky. Hmm.
0: I, uh, I love that. Um, and you know what, like, you were just saying, like, how you we were in Winnipeg, the place we now know has the shittiest Wi-Fi in the country. Yeah. Um, but you were there, and, like, all of a sudden you started getting all these people talking about ayahuasca for you. Um, the funny thing is, it's like, I noticed that, like, ayahuasca does have that thing where it kind of calls you. And I know this sounds like we're really mystical and, like, out there and shit like that, but it happened to me, and I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that it happened to you as well, like before you wanted to go to Mexico to try this, right?
1: Yes, it literally called me. I've gone I've gone twice. Maybe you know, I did once in Mexico. That was like three ceremonies. And that was just myself and another friend who went. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, I went to one up here in Canada, and that was like 24 people okay. in a lodge, in a room, like a smoke lot, like a completely different experience Mm -hmm. like those were two different things when you have that many people there's a whole different wave of energy in the
0: place there's a lot of energy in the place because when you're under the influence of ayahuasca you can feel everything around you so i I know what you're saying when i went to peru the first time there were six people and it was a lot like i it was a lot quieter of an energy around me and it really like i can go inside myself a lot easier Uh, And when I do it in Canada, it's usually around 20 people. And I know what you're saying. Like that energy can sometimes be a little haywire
1: around you. It, it can, because there's haywire. Some people are going haywire. Yeah. Some are centered and you can be on either side of that fence and and the shaman are chanting and they can drive you into haywire to get stuff out. They can calm you down. Like there's a, it's a, I found it to be, but I found that to be more internal. Like the group of people pushed out a lot more stuff than, Mm-hmm. I would have thought. So, like, you know, my ayahuasca thing when you said uh, uh, the calling, like, I literally got called.
0: Like, ayahuasca picked up the
1: phone and was like, yes. hey,
0: David, I, here we yeah. go. Get yeah,
1: over I, here. Ayahuasca called, because I had heard about it from Paul Meyerhog, who I do the Microdose podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I had heard about it at a part, like, they talked about this part. I had never heard about it. And so I researched it in. National Geographic, na- there's a National Geographic article that does probably one of the best uh, write-ups on it, like what she experienced, like she went through like, oh, you get to see a bit of heaven, and then you go face all your demons and fight them, and I was like, not looking forward to the demon fight side of things, uh-huh. I was like, I don't really want to go do that, like, could I could I do this without doing that part, <laughs> <right>? the, <laughs> whole, <laughs> the whole purge, but I was willing to take, uh, like, I thought I'd take a ride on the roller coaster, and then uh, Kerry Unger went, I didn't know he was going, he went down without Paul. And so he came back and told his experience and he said, uh, I would, uh, have sold my house for this. What, what the changes it made for me. Right. And so he, but he only could take one ceremony. He didn't do the three mm-hmm. in the, in the amount of days. So he was go, so I thought about it and he was going again to Peru and he wasn't going to do ayahuasca, but he was going to Peru or maybe he was and it was my chance. And he phoned me and said, do you want to to go? And I, I was like looking at flights and I wanted to go. But then I was like, flights are kind of expensive. And, I, you know, I looked at, you know, I thought about it for like an hour or whatever, looked around. And then I I called him and said, no, I'm out. It's, you know, too expensive, whatever. That's before the ayahuasca I sort of bailed. Right. And then I got a phone call at exactly 5pm. And it was this woman I hadn't talked to since high school. And I had seen her on Facebook. And she was using dolphin sounds to help people with MS, like rewire their brain, something weird, but my mom has MS. So I thought, Oh, maybe these healing sounds woman, I know who she is, she's got a different name. And I had messaged her at some point to say, like, call me at five on whatever the day was. And I had forgot about it, right? So my phone rings, I don't even know who it is. It's her. She's like, Oh, it's Mahalia, you you know, you reached out to me and I was talking about it. She's like, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little weird. Doll. And I'm like, you're a little weird. I was like, I was just thinking of doing ayahuasca. And she's like, Oh, I went and do it, I did ayahuasca. I know a shaman, so she's the one who put me in, she's like, I can put you in contact with a shaman in Mexico. It's clean, it's all so when I said no, uh, God actually cold called me again. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> You're you're going right. So when they say like when the students ready, the teacher will appear. So I didn't get off the hook the day. I Two hours, not even two hours after I said no. Like I've bailed my way out. uh, The phone call came. And so the second one, I was like, I better look into this. So I did meet the shaman and like first I had to have a Skype. Right. There's oh, you're going to talk to you on Skype. And I thought the shaman would look like a little uh, it would be like a woman with a bowl cut like a Peruvian woman with like a necklace full of made of human knuckles. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it would be like this shrunken little shaman, like you see from national geographic. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady came on and she looked like Lily Tomlin. She had bright red lips and hair. She was chain smoking. And she was like a white lady, but she had studied down in Peru for 15 years Mm. and now did it in Mexico. And so she, talked about like, she's like, this one's more of a love what, like it's going to connect you with your heart and soul. And, uh, do you want to do it? And I didn't really realize it was an interview. I thought about it. I walked and thought about it. And like, I usually listen to music and then I heard searching with my good eye closed, which made me think I need to open my good eye. I'd probably need to go and do this. So I decided I was going to go. My friend wanted to maybe do it. We had the interview with her and, uh, we decided, you know, we were going. And I remember him saying like, oh, this heart opening one. He's like, I hope this is strong enough.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I hope we're getting the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Good luck with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was worried that like, it wasn't going to be as powerful as what we had heard. Cause she sort of played it down. She's like, this is a heart opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it the, the white dove or something like, so, so, so we, we went, he booked, I, I forget what it, how much it was, but it was the middle of Mexico, San Miguel de Liente, mm-hmm. which is on like a crystal mountain. It's where they were first there. And it's actually when you go, there's, we didn't see anyone like under 40. There's no drunken kids running around. Like it's this mystical, it's all art and artists. Everything's painted. It's some sort of fountainy youth Artist, everybody who's there from america or other places that are are like artists there's no it's not a touristy get drunk mexico um type like i don't know what this place exists like there's a a citadel on the hill where everybody hangs like it was a it was a completely different place there's Mm -hmm. something special about it already and uh you know so we had our dinner and she told us like I remember flying. We had to fill out the card before you land. Why are you going? (laughs) And and I had to say to Kenny, I'm like, where? I don't even know where we're going. I didn't, you know, I was just going. I just got on a plane. Didn't know where I was going to wind up. Oh, wow. And so we went. And I don't know. Was your first one just a couple of you? Was that the six person one?
0: Yeah. So six of us and nobody spoke English except one person. So like, okay. um, yeah, like even the shaman didn't speak English because this was like in the Amazon. And then okay. like, uh, there was one lady who was like apprenticing with the shaman. So probably doing what the like common lady, lady that you we're that, working with. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. when
1: even when I talked to her and I said, oh, I'm thinking of going down to Peru. And she's like, well, who are you thinking? I'm like, oh, it's this guy, Percy. And she's like, oh, I know Percy. Like she knew the whole, she was like, this is just, it's, so you, we actually, it was two, we went twice to her place. She had a place in Mexico and once out the last day was out in the desert.
0: Oh, wow. so,
1: you know, normally you're supposed to be around plants, but she had sort of set up this ceremonial place. And like, you know, when we walked in, there was like a cat. I was like, ah, fuck, she's a cat lady. You know, we kind of came in and there was this room and there was like two like caught things lying on the ground like pillowy things lying on the ground with a, like not on the ground but on the floor with mm-hmm. a uh like bag a, like a throw-up bag beside each of them and then like uh you know like in the in the fireplace was like a goat with a jesus sort of painting and some other stuff there was this all this sort of like wow it was a little weird Right. And then she said, you know, write out all your intentions. We had written all this stuff. And then we, we drank the, the ayahuasca, but this lady, like she keg sized us.
0: What do you mean? Right.
1: Well, I had seen like, you know, the little, like, did you drink like sort of a shot glass maybe three ounces? Well, you know, when you go to the keg and they're like, Oh, do you want the regular wine or do you want your wine keg sized? And they bring (laughs) you a giant, she poured a giant goblet. Like I bet we, we were probably like 8 ounces of this stuff like it was big it was a lot to chug oh, down oh dear yeah so we nailed that back and then we you know we lie down and then she starts <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and i remember like uh lying there and then all of a sudden things got really pink And, uh, like love, like, it was like, I was drinking from a river of love. And I remember my hands were on my chest and they were slowly on their own pulling apart. They were just moving on their own. I wasn't moving my hands all they were moving. I was like, Oh my God, this is my, my little Grinch heart. (laughs) 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 Like I was accepting a bunch of love. Like it was growing into my uh, heart. And I remember then looking over, like it, it got really good. I was in this beautiful place and I was up like seeing like, beans she said that was like you're, you're seeing you're meeting your soul mm. being born like i saw all that and i remember looking over at kenny i heard him and he was like uh there, there was a beam of light going to his head and he was like and like his mouth was and i was like he was looked like he was being possessed and i just remember turning to look the other way and going like, I'm going back to the good stuff. Ha, 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 <laughs> I, I'm having a great time over here. And then I heard him like, yell like help. He kicked the table and he had to be taken. Like, she's like, there's a quiet room. If you're freaking out, he got taken down the hall. And I remember thinking like, ah, oh, this guy can't handle his fucking drugs. Right? <laughs> like, I, still, <laughs> I had done enough acid and mushrooms. I'm like, I know how to handle my drugs. I'm not going to fucking freak out like this guy. Right. So, and I heard him down the hall and there was like he was i could hear him like hurt like throwing up and screaming it sounded like he was bashing around in the bathroom and i saw like an image of him with like horns like bull horns on his face and stuff right like uh like this this sort of image of him and then uh I had like, you know, this lasted for, I was in this beautiful place. I was showing all the most love and, and, you know, I kind of got repaired, love repaired right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then I, I sat down there. She's like, there's, I don't know if you had this, but she's like, there's going to be a little eye of the storm. I don't know why in the middle, there's sort of a break. Mm-hmm. um And I sat down and I was feeling fine and I was sitting out on this deck with her. And then I, uh, all of a sudden I felt something from way down low. And I threw up. Uh, a grape like I didn't eat a grape it just looked like when I say it was a grape it was a grape it was a round like stone it wasn't few, it was a round stone that looked identical to a grape came out of me and she's like that's a block from way down Oh shit! and then he came out Kenny came out his hair was a complete mess and he was like I've just been speaking Chinese for the last 15 minutes (laughs) ha (laughs) ha 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 and he was a message. so he sat there and then I talked to her and I said, Oh, like, I can see I was describing this light from down in the village. She's like, there's no light. What do you see? And I said, well, it looks like a light coming from there. And then there's a red glow around it. And she's like, you can see a light there. She's like, that means there's something waiting for you. There's a message. You have to go there at some point to this, to this point. Right. Like, uh, didn't really know what it was. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to go back inside and, uh, lie down because I was like, okay, the Kenny was still kind of flipping out on the deck and it was scaring me a little. Mm. And uh, I came in and uh, the cat was like pulling the puke bag open. She said the cat helps with the ceremony, by the way. Sarah (laughs) is the cat's name. (laughs) And the cat was pulling the the bag all open. And I thought, oh, that cat's getting it prepared for Kenny. He's going to hurl some more. And then I lied down I was lying there. You don't really know time. Right. But then uh, I started to get pulled to the dark side. Right. A lot of purple and dark vines pulling me down. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, my God, that bag's not for Kenny. Yeah. That bag's for me. (laughs) And when you purge, I didn't know. But what it was was like uh, I was throwing up people. I was like, I didn't know I had a problem with my brother. And then he went and he was gone. And then it was like, oh, here's some me stuff, right? Like I saw like that was coming out. Kenny with the bullhorns, this guy, like get him out. Because I felt like, I don't know, been lugging him for a while or whatever. And um, I went through this. uh, And then the ayahuasca kept like coming back. It it sort of gives you, I don't know if you had this, but there was like a relief time where you are going to think about whether you're going to do what they're, you know, driving out of you. Mm-hmm. And then it would come around and I remember like I I probably purged for quite a while and finally this image of a guy like in armor on a horse like it felt like I was there came by he looked like sort of like a general and said hey I was like lying if he was like this guy's done like let ah, him go ah, ayahuasca he's had enough <laughs> done like this guy's had his fill let him go and then I kind of you know slowly came out of it after that mm-hmm. and i had seen the image and when i talked to kenny i said oh i had this image of you like with the bullhorns and he said that's the exact image he saw of himself in the mirror so that oh, was the shit. first where you are in like outer space and you're connected in an image or a moment right mm-hmm. where he was down we didn't get to talk about it he's in a different area of the place but yet we both saw the same image mm-hmm
0: Oh man, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I think when you do psychedelics, because I've had that even on like uh, mushrooms where you can sometimes like completely feel somebody else's consciousness as well, just being on it, like you guys think the same thing at the same time, and you're like, yeah. you realize
1: you just did that, yeah, you're in something because it's not like you had the same, but how do you have the same hallucination at the no, exa- like the exact same one? So, yeah, why yeah. would you be having like? I think his thing was so strong what he was going through freaking out that I caught yeah I caught the image yeah, of him right you felt course. it right and uh and his whole thing was he had been time traveling and talking to people in ancient chinese civilizations and he was under the pyramid his was a whole different he was time traveling and speaking other languages mine was like I took a little trip up to heaven. I got some love juice drinking from the I got the, a the, little love the, juice. <laughs> got a lot of love juice. I, I, met, I met I met some beans from other dimensions. Uh, then I then I then I had to get out all you know. I had a good purge, and then uh, uh, this guy came by on a horse and said, uh, "I've had enough." He he was definitely in charge, right? This guy, I don't know, like a general.
0: Yeah. And so
1: then we, you know, after I don't know if you had this, but then afterwards we talked about our experience.
0: Yeah, it's always um, the best
1: thing to do. Yeah, we had a talk. And then we went home and journaled about it. We were writing in our journals and, and you know, sort of comparing stuff. And then it was, you know, it's very weird. Like, uh, as I left, you know, I felt uh, like, but it was done. And, you know, you go home and then we had a day off. I don't know if you did. Did you do back-to-back days? No, day off. Day um, off. and 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 I remember her asking me, like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, hey, I'm just... I'm just getting used to a new reality today, right? Like my whole, <laughs> ha, ha, my ha, whole ha, world ha. has changed and we had to do yoga and we wound up like going through this, like we went through this place and she's like, oh, I said, what path? The one on the left or the right? And She's like the one in the middle. And then I looked in a path that I didn't see before was directly down the middle, right? So it was sort of showing me like, oh, you don't see everything. I pet. I walked up to a horse that was wild. Mm. and could touch it that just was walking there there's wild horses in this area like i could i was gentle enough that a horse would stop and let a human come up Mm. um and then we had to do night two and i'll just i'll summarize this a little quicker the the interesting thing about night two was it started off with like uh i thought i was i thought it kicked in immediately the shaman mm-hmm. would tell me later, oh, you were lying down for about an hour before it kicked in.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And I kind of sat up and there was that goat. And what I felt like was like uh like a reborn, like, hey, you're reborn right now. And so when I got up, it was hard to walk. I felt like a little deer taking its first steps. Mm-hmm. And then I made my way in. And then it was, oh, it was a good purging, like right to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. And getting stuff out, and I was heating up. And she's like, I don't, you know, and I was telling her stuff. She's like, I don't know. You're like a big one that's coming through. She's like, I don't know what your thing is, but you're, you're birthing out something is big, is, is going through you. Mm. And then, uh, they said, you know, how they, I don't know if they told you just go with whatever you it have. Suggests.
0: To- yeah, yeah, of course.
1: And so for the first time, it told me, like, walk this way, kneel down, like down, to pray like Mm -hmm. down knees face down i've never done that Mm -hmm. had to pray sat up uh then i was like kind of uh then it went into another just gold i was sort of like uh, everything went sort of gold and the guy from the horse that said let him go he's done uh showed up again and was like hey now you're one of us hop on
0: <laughs>
1: threw me on the back and like it was like almost like a flying horse that like you were going up over golden pyramids all the way up like you ascended like up and then I, I you know then I realized I was standing in this place with sunlight like directly on me and it felt like uh like you were you were like accepted into God's army mm. you kind of got like okay you're part of this now you do the whole thing and then I guess I was kneeling and praying and she came in and apparently I just turned to her and said, uh, I'm awake. So that was my awakening moment to ayahuasca.
0: Oh, wow. And that's, uh, that's uh, pretty crazy. Was it like, did you have like after that first night, did you have any like trepidation
1: to go back into the oh, second night? I was terrified. Yeah, me because too. Yeah. I knew there was more to get out. I knew there was going to be mm. some more purging. I was like, there's, I didn't uncover as far as I could.
0: And the, on the second night when you were doing the purging, did you have like images or memories or stuff like that pop up with it as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had a lot of images and memories and they were a lot of like, it was a lot of uh things of people who had kind of, again, people who had clung to you through time or, 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 diversions like you know i got out like the two years i wasted at sport mart Mm. in my 20s like working there like what a waste of your life that was right like you just got out like you had to sort of repair all these things and uh yeah i was terrified then there was a thing and then when we left that night we still had to walk like across this town and i remember feeling like uh like we were like badass motherfucker angels of God guys that could kick ass like a full-on Jedi (laughs) God's army guy God's Uh army (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and uh then I heard you know the morning I was woken up to bells ringing I thought it was like angel bells it was just really bringing out the garbage oh (laughs) but what I was gonna say is that on that so did two of them and then on that uh Remember I said about the light Mm. that you need to see something there. So we walked up, that was a day off and we went up and it turns out it was this church. You get to the top. It's an old, very giant kind of church that was built. I don't know when, um, somewhere in the, I guess whenever they settled the place walked in and on the wall is a painting. And I was with the shaman and Kenny. I'm like, that's the guy from the horse. And they're like, what? I'm like, that's him. Like, uh, she's like, you're the guy you were. I'm like, yeah, that's. And I'd never seen this painting before, never seen this guy. I didn't know anything about it. And it turns out uh, this was uh, San Miguel. He's the actual, turns out he's the leader of God's army. Oh, shit. Demons, and he's standing. So the, the general, the whole army thing being brought up, feeling like you're in. All that came before I even knew who this guy was. And it was that point where she's like, you need to find out what's going on up in that light tower that I went to. And so that freaked me out. Yeah. Right. Because now you've had a guy come into your imagery and then you see he's there, Like right? this, re- this is supposed to be an angel guy, whatever uh, existed at some point in history of biblical stuff. I don't know. But what the fuck was he recruiting me? He's he came to (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not army material. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in. So all of a sudden I was like, (laughs) man, you're in.
0: (laughs) No, I think when you get that kind of shit happening, that's when you start like that's when your like actual real life perceptions get thrown away and you're just like, holy fuck, there is something like deeper that's happening here.
1: It's bigger because you start to be like, you have that whole while you're doing it, you have the feeling of like, oh, there's way more going on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but when you start to put together things that like, well, how did I have a hallucination? Is that a hallucination or is it that? How did I see something before exactly that I haven't seen mm-hmm. until after, right? Like I never saw this image before. I didn't know who this was or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So when those things start to connect, that's when you feel like okay there's something more going on than what i can perceive right and and part of me one of the things i i talked about was like I, like we don't know we can't perceive what's going on all all around us like i i after you do this you just feel like there's all sorts of shit going on Mm-hmm. constantly that we can't that we're not tuned into when you're on the ayahuasca you can feel it you're sort of tuned in and uh compare it to the um uh the ships that couldn't be seen i don't know if you know this but when the first ships came to north america uh the natives couldn't see them oh, okay they couldn't see like christopher columbus the big three giant ships why not that that didn't exist in their world so oh. it just, they couldn't perceive, like they didn't see it all of a sudden. They only saw them when they were pulling up in the little boats to the beach because they had no way to conceptualize that just blended in. It wasn't anything. They oh. just, they were, then they could see the ships once they arrived. But before that, you don't have anything like that doesn't exist in your world. So you're mm-hmm. blind to it, right? You kind of like, and that makes me think like, you know what, you know, there could be a giant, spaceship sitting right there and i can't see it right there could be these crazy things going on all around us that we can't see because it doesn't exist
0: yeah that's actually a great point like when it's yeah when when you haven't conceptualized it at all it's just like you're never going
1: to perceive it yeah you could be looking right but it can't you can't your brain can't put it together and tell you like that's what you're seeing Mm -hmm. it just it just it, you nope sorry you don't you haven't gone to study enough
0: yeah and oh, all bad, that's what I love about psychedelics that like ayahuasca in particular it does like really make you understand like what your perception is and like how how much like uh like how much control like uh, just narratives or like how you live your life your stories you tell yourself how much control all of those have over like how you perceive the world it's crazy
1: Yeah. And it really takes your ego out of you Mm. when you go to, I don't know if you had that, but I had like a whole removal of what I thought I was and what I was when I was done.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, man. Like it it constantly, uh, every time I do it, it's like I constantly like get parts of that ego just like chipped away at it feels.
1: Yeah. See, you keep going back. You're remodeling your house over time, Mm -hmm. right? You're chipping away. 15 coats of paint
0: (laughs) yeah and honestly I think uh ayahuasca like how you said like I think it knows like what kind of relationship it's gonna have with you like I think it knew with me like I'm gonna be coming back every year for the next who knows how long and uh it'll be able to work a little bit at a time I think with you it might have been like okay like this guy isn't gonna be doing it all the fucking time so like let's Let's get it let's let's
1: get it on him quick (laughs)
0: let's get him into god's army right away (laughs) yeah yeah you're
1: right into god's army and uh and the last day being in the desert was a real like uh um it was weird because at first i uh i you know you could go lie anywhere i was under this tree and i had like a I was really shaking. I was almost like having a, like a, it felt almost like sort of like a seizure-ish almost, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. having a seizure, but I was just shaking. And, and I remember that being like, that was me shaking off the last of my resistance to what it was telling you to do. Right. I was, I was getting rid of like, okay, shaking because you're still trying to, to hold to this reality. And you got to let it go. Right. That was the final strip was like at the beginning under this tree. And that took a long time. And then it was done. And then I got, you know, just instinct told me you have to go over this way. And I walked through a desert field and came to a place. And then where it led me was directly just there. Carved was a pyramid stone in the middle of nowhere. There's no way that like there wasn't a trail there. Uh, instinct just led me to a pyramid which is a big sign of your pyramids are actually a sign that you're ascending Mm. sort of you're you're growing there's a message for you spiritually you're growing like so i sat you know in front of that for quite a while Mm. and uh kind of and then i uh i got a lot of messages were coming to me right like i was getting this these messages like a like i i said that you don't trip out uh on ayahuasca it's more like the the matrix right you get downloaded with information and you're like i know kung fu right yeah, nah. like you're you're ha, right ha, out ha, of the way right ha, ha, like, how, like ha, ha. it was teaching me things that i would need like i was learning it was like i felt like i was like just being in like learning all sorts of stuff about how the universe where it was just like download i was just like a, you know yeah 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 plugged in while i sat there and then uh i So I was getting all these messages and I came to, I I decided it was time to go back. And I saw Kenny, the other guy that was with me, uh, he was in like a hoodie and he was walking back. There was sort of this center uh, abandoned mansion in the middle of this place. And I saw him go over, touch the trash bin back behind and then collapse. And I thought, oh, he finally got rid of all his own trash. Right, like oh. he got he took out the trash from his life. Yeah, yeah. And then he was just lying down. And it was, uh, and it was telling me, like, oh, don't go over and help him. He's sorting stuff out. And uh, and then you know, the the it sort of came to an end, and it was like it was a pretty magical, starry night. And then I told the shaman, I said, Oh, I can't I got these six messages that I'm supposed to go tell people. I'm supposed to go back and bring these messages, and she's like, Oh my god. She's like, you're a messenger. That's remember I told you, you we're going to be something big. You have a mess. You're supposed to like mother ayahuasca has chosen you to be a messenger, which I didn't care much for.
0: Ha, 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 ha. You, you, didn't, you didn't want to come to ayahuasca and then get some homework. Eh? No, What's no,
1: that? I didn't. I didn't sign up to join God's army and be a messenger. to come. <laughs> like this was not even in my possibility of plans. Like this was not what I didn't want to be like. A, I didn't want to do any of this stuff. I wanted to go down. I wanted to like Fix me up, show me some stuff, help me write better jokes, do whatever, like. You know, yeah, I had yeah. it, like I set out to uh, with all these things that I wanted it to help me do in this, the way that we think we exist or what we're working on or what our reality is. I wanted it to like, hey, make me better at doing this and that. Give me some superpowers over here. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you're not even supposed to be doing that shit. We'll ha- give you what we, what you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Where's my superpowers? Like, nah, 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 you're a messenger, all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're getting some superpowers, but they're not going to be to do what we, they're going to be to do what we want you to do, yeah. not what you want you ha, to do. Ha, 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 ha. And uh so I told, I told Kenny, the guy with me, we called him the goat because he was always, his legs were always kicking. uh And he had the horns. So we, you know, I told him like, oh, I, you know, I got these messages and I kind of told him, sort of what they what they were like and he's like wow that's pretty pretty and we we flew back and we had a stopover in los angeles for like 24 hours or something Mm -hmm. and uh our friend dave nystrom lived there so we sort of went to his house in between and we were sort of talking they were asking us but it was really weird when you come back i don't know about you when you land at an airport kenny had a really tough time because now you're back in Like, the panic, right? Of people fighting for their luggage, getting cabs. It's all moving way too fast and panicky. And you're, like, on this tranquil...
0: But it's also when you're under ayahuasca, especially when you're kind of doing the diet and stuff, like, your body is insanely sensitive to fucking everything. Like, you can feel shit that you've never felt before. So, like, when you get into a chaotic environment... That stimulus is yes. through the roof.
1: Yeah. And I sort of, I guess I had learned that like just about a meditation. there was something I could, I could sort of remain calm, but Kenny, the guy with me was really, it was really affecting him. He was mm-hmm. getting angry, wound up. He felt like, uh, oh, we just, you know, we came back into a group of he, what I saw I, a big difference when we got back was what I saw was the good in people all around me. Like, mm. I saw who was smiling. I saw, like, mankind being kind. Like, I saw all these things. And what he saw was everyone who was an asshole, everyone mm. who was riding a bike at you on a sidewalk, everybody was telling. So he felt like he was in a cage with a bunch of horrible people. Mm. And I felt like, oh, I can see the good in, like, both there, two. We came back, and our realities were split the way we were. We live in the same neighborhood. Mm. So he was seeing our neighborhood as awful, awful place full of horrible people. And I was seen as this beautiful place full of loving people, which, which is, which is strange, right? We went together. And so we stopped in LA and we were talking to Dave and his wife and that sort of stuff. And they had a baby do, they already had three boys, you know, the nice he's yeah, got, a, I know. got a pack of kids, he kept having yeah. kids. And, uh, and then Kenny leans over to me. He's like, the first message I had was actually for Dave. That's
0: right. what the the ayahuasca gave you. Ayahuasca message- gave me one <laughs> message
1: number one. One message it didn't it didn't tell you the order, but the the order works out in the right way. It turns out one of the messages was for Dave Nystrom, and I was really not going to say anything. I was not too. I was not like I'm going to be a fucking messenger, right? I wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, and, and you know, yeah, like how do you fucking even say that to somebody? You know, I I yeah, know what you're right.
1: Yeah. So I wasn't too, I wasn't, I was like, nah, no, nah, they're not going to, you know. And so Kenny says, you know, we're talking about, it, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, and Damon, are you going to give Dave his message or what? Are you going to, you know, <laughs> he prompts me. Ha, 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 ha. And so now it gets a little weird. There's this moment and I was like, yeah, well, I was, I was showing these visions because the vision, you're not really told i think kenny heard voice mine was more like uh, a feeling or an image i don't know if you got things like this you know i know
0: most people are feeling image i'm uh, probably closer to kenny i get more insight sometimes like almost directly speaking it feels like
1: yeah he said his was a lot of verbal i didn't hear mine was all like transferred in in image and feeling i don't remember anybody other than the guy saying he's done Mm -hmm. right and now you're with us that's the only being that i remember kind of speaking to Mm -hmm. me and the rest of it was all just feeling so kenny was like kenny was talking i think kenny talked seven different languages over that weekend (laughs) uh uh, so he's like are you gonna tell dave the message and i said ah and i was like okay so i was like dave i was told that your whole this you guys having a bunch of kids isn't um Natasha it's not your wife it's you trying to recreate yourself and you're trying to get an image yourself and to close out this loop of kids um, this last one this fourth one that you're having is supposed to be your last one and you're supposed to name them after yourself and then <laughs> Dave went white and he's like oh my god he's like I've been driving around for the last two days and i was like i'm gonna name this kid dave jr so he had already been thinking about it and then he got this confirmation that comes from some guy who's been out in outer space (laughs) 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 shows up and i said that will close the loop this is your last one this is closing the loop and it is their last kid they never had a kid again but his wife didn't let him name him dave jr Yeah. Right. She overruled them because they all have different, you know, great names. And so the last one's stone. So that was the first message. So now you've given one and you're like, okay, I've given one. And so now you've done one. And you're like, oh, so, you know, (laughs) I get back and it's a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen. And he's like, oh, we should we should catch up. And, you know, we go for a beer, but I'm not drinking because it's ayahuasca. You don't I didn't want to drink when I got back.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And so. I was telling him and this guy's like a movie producer. I only knew him as an entertainment guy, like he's a friend and I said, "Oh, look, I got these messages and one of them's for you." <laughs> you know, I tell him all I've told him all about the ayahuasca. I said, "There's a message for you and I said, I don't know what it means because the other thing about the messages is nothing I was about to say uh was clear to me." Right? Mm-hmm. Like so I had to tell him. I said, "I was told to t- help you." help me help you help me help me help you help me that's what it was help me help you help me i was like does that mean anything to you he's like no no <laughs> I mean, nothing right so I'm like ah oh. so we were talking more about the ayahuasca and then he tells me he's like actually uh his something he wrote in university his big paper was on this this book uh the casta uh Casternado, I, I can't remember the name of the book right now. He's like, this was the, the book I did my thesis on. And it's about this guy. And it's somewhere in the 60s, maybe late 56, goes to Mexico and has this whole experience that he said sounded very close to what I just described to him, right? Mm-hmm. He's more of a peyote guy. Uh, the uh, I wish I could see it on my bookshelf. It's the, the story of something Casternado or uh, along those lines. So he tells me about this book and uh, he's like, you should probably read it. So, I go to every bookstore. Nobody has it. Can't find. I go to the library. Don't have it. Uh, Amazon doesn't have it. Sold up. Oh. I can't. I can't get this book anywhere. I know the. T- I got the name. I search everywhere for this book. Can't find this fucking book for the life of me. All right. So, head to Victoria. Now I I go to see my mother, and my mother has been like, remember I told you Jedi yeah born may the 4th so she's had she's been teaching me for years she gives me like a copy of the secret like every year for christmas like i I was like i got a dozen i got 13 i'm gonna i'm gonna form a circle of people and chant punch a hole through the universe (laughs) my mom has always believed in all this sort of stuff sort of what i experienced so i came back and we had this really strange discussion where i told her like well You know, you've spent your life studying this. And I said, it turns out um, you're not the one who is supposed to be talking about this. You're the teacher. I'm the student. I'm the one who's supposed to go and talk about this. Like you were, everything you did with all this prep that you thought were working on yourself, you were actually doing to prepare me to be ready for like to do the ayahuasca like the ayahuasca came and now I got to deliver these messages there's more to so I and my mother was like crying uh she couldn't believe because now her, her life had meaning yeah, she's yeah. like oh my god I know what my whole life was now like so this wasn't a waste because my mama is like ms and she wasn't doing all this. she knew all this stuff but she couldn't really use it um, and so it turned out so it was just this magical moment like my ears were ringing it was hot in the place like it was just intense the universe was just really pumping energy through there mm-hmm. and so it's you know that's the third message i've given a big hug all this stuff and so then i tell her i'm like oh yeah so she's like oh have you delivered other messages and i told her about dave and i said yeah and this other guy i gave her the message and he told me to get this book and she's like oh my god she's like go over to the shelf book on the left uh she's like that she had the book she's like that's the first book i read that got me started on this whole journey no fucking way (laughs) (laughs) so the help me help you help me he just gave me a clue i didn't even know that message that i'm giving him is actually a clue for me right like i didn't know that's what it was going to lead to so now the book i can't find anywhere and i had searched for this for like a month this is like a month later. My mother has it. Didn't know she's had this book all this time. There it is on the shelf. Gives me the book. Mm -hmm. So I read through this book, and this guy has descriptions of beings he's seen, things he had that I saw. So you're like, and this is in like 1960. So either this guy, uh, 50 years before me, had the same hallucinations, or we both saw the same things. Mm. so is it real or did we just actually, by chance, hallucinate the same? Because there was drawings of them, like there's some drawings of some of these beans. And I was like, holy fuck, I know this. Right. So now I've been given by one guy this book to go find my mother, who's taught me everything, has the book. I read the book. It reinforces everything that I've seen and done on this journey, makes me feel that it's more real you're becoming the messenger. I'm becoming <laughs> the messenger. <laughs> uh, so I got, that would, Fourth one is uh, go see my grandmother who's dead and uh, tell her your story. So one of the images I got on um, one of the things I don't know about you, but when I did ayahuasca, it'll sometimes replay something that happened in your life, but mm-hmm. you get to watch it like you're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not the subject. So you see it in in a different way. Like what the, what the way that you perceived it at that time, you now see played out like, Oh, I thought it was, this is what was going on. Mm -hmm. It turns out this is what was really happening. Mm -hmm. And so I did not like my grandmother. She was miserable. She came out of the room, like always grouchy frown on her face. Didn't, Didn't seem to love us. Gave us crappy gifts at Christmas. But my grandfather, my grandpa at his table, laughter, loving it, playing crib. His brother's over. My dad, his son, everybody having this great time around this table. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was so much fun. And then my grandma would come out of, like, her bedroom be like, "Eh, eh," miserable, like, wet, like, oh, grandma's here. "Eh," Like, just this miserable, awful person. And what I was sort of showing were told was that uh, um, she wasn't invited. She was basically just there like to provide like my like, grandfather had some kids with her. She does the housework, keeps it clean. You're not invited to sit at table. So she was miserable because she was like a kept. She had an awful life as this oh. kept sort of like woman who wasn't invited to have fun with all the guys and whatever. She, Your job is to raise kids, clean the house, whatever. Right. Like yeah. You're from, yeah. And so I had to go like apologize, say sorry, say I love you. And what a weird feeling. Like, all I felt was like, don't go. Like, you go to give a message to a dead person. That's now you're really out on messenger limb number four. That's, yeah. Yeah. Ha,
0: ha, and I was ha, like,
1: ha, ha, and, and I was like, I'm not going to do this, but the other messages would work. So I had to do this. And um, oddly enough, when I talked about it later in my one man show, my father was at that show. And afterwards, he's like, How did you know all that stuff about your grandmother? Because I talked about it. He's like, I like he never told me. He's like, that's everything you said is true. Mm. Right. So he was, he couldn't believe that I had this insight that replayed my grandmother's life and I knew what was going on. Mm. And I didn't even want to do that in the show because it was a weird part. But turned out it was a big deal for my father to see that part, right?
0: No, that's a uh, goddamn dude.
1: Message number five was um, I had to go find my ex-fiance. And I was like, oh, if you think it's hard to go give a dead person a message, you know, fuck. <laughs> 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 but I was like, there's no way. I'm n- I'm not going to see my ex- There's no way I'm going to go see this woman again. I don't want to see her. I'm done with that. I don't know where she lives. Don't have a number. No way to reach her. Good. I've uh, She's been out of my life. I don't want anything. Walking through the neighborhood, literally, it uh, turns out the street I live on, she lives on some other street, like down, and I was on my street, she's on the street, She's we, we cross paths, our paths, like we almost bumped into each other, cross paths, and I said, hey, this is going to sound kind of weird, uh, do you know what ayahuasca is, she's like, I just heard about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to give you a message, uh, they're looking for you, Right, they the ayahuasca people are looking for you. I don't know if you're supposed to. Maybe I like you're supposed to maybe go and do it. I don't know. But Apparently, they are. That's the one person they're like, get a hold of this person for us and tell her to come. And right, and and she is kind of a hippie dippy when she's like, this is really weird because I just started doing Reiki. This is going to be that's where you heal people with your hands, all that. Sort yeah, of stuff. yeah. And then we sit down. And she's like, so we're sitting now on a bench. And she's like, it's really weird. She's like, I went to see this healer person I've been working with. And they get like, like this is eight months ago or something. And she's like, and gave me this white feather uh, and said, this is like, your, you know, for healing you, this is for you. And she's like, but I've been carrying around in my purse for eight months. And I don't know why I could just never take it. And she's like, and I know now at this time, it was meant for you. Right. So she gives me this feather. And she's like, yeah, the the healer said, you know, this is like a guide. It's going to help, you know, see over me. And she tells me all this. So I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I got the white feather. All right, good. I gave my message. And then I'm, you know, I walk home. And when I get to my building at the door step of my building, as I look down, is a white feather. Right. I go into my building. I walk to the elevator. The elevator door opens up in the elevator is a white feather sitting on the ground. I take the elevator up to my floor. I walk out. I come down the hall and in front of my door is a white feather. The hell? Exactly. What the hell, right? Like I've never looked for white. There's just there. So now it sort of was telling me like, well, when you see a white feather, uh, you're on the right path. You're going in the right direction. It's like a guy. yeah, 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 yeah. And oddly enough, like when there's things like I learned to live on instinct after this, and if I was thinking about something, like, do I do this? Do I do that? Like questioning, and I look down and there'd be like a white feather. I would go and do it. And then it turned out to be the right thing to have done. Yeah, yeah. So it's a guidepost. And then the last thing I had to do was do a show, a one-man show at the Fringe and all this, which I did not want to do. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to talk about all the stuff we've just talked about in front of a bunch of people. I'm doing it on a podcast now, but like at, yeah, at, yeah, at the time, I was that. Two years, I just I was like, nope, there's no fucking way I'm gonna do that. I'm not doing that show. I'm not doing it. And I was writing a monkey movie, and then I started seeing signs, like I would see images of a phoenix. I'd look up what they were saying, and all of it was telling me, like i I'd, I'd see like a clock on a stove that would say like 17 uh, or like uh, a number that doesn't exist for time. Like a twenty-seven thirty-six that shouldn't mm-hmm. be on a clock, right? And I'd look up what that number meant, and it was all pushing. So I was finally okay. I'm gonna go and do it. And even before I went to do it, when the music was playing, I thought about running out the door. Like I puked all day, ran out the door. I was like, "No way, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna tell people my mom has cancer." I tried to back out of it. I had all the, and then I went and did it. So the last message was like, "I tell everyone, hey, this is for you. I was told to tell you guys this story." I was like, if you see a white feather, where well, you know, seen a sign. And I had a shirt with a big, like, angel wings on it. Yeah, yeah. And then I got standing ovations. People wrote me. I got messages and fan mail. People like this show changed my life. I went and you know made amends with my grandmother. Like, I I, I got so much write ups from people. Like, this was an amazing, like, your experience. What you said, what you did, made me do this thing it made me go off and do this and fixed a part of their life mm-hmm. so this show turned out to be i don't know it changed people's lives and i just did it the six nights standing ovation every night and i don't think i could do it again it was too much like that was too much to put yourself out there and uh yeah that was it so i did what the what the, what it told me i did i did my part yeah handshake ayahuasca deal done i <laughs> delivered my six messages <laughs> and the order that they worked out all led to the show playing out right no, like that so cool. yeah if i'd done them in some other order i guess they were supposed to go in that order right because it yeah, would have yeah. led you the journey just kept every message get, unpeeled another level of the onion for my journey to unfold so
0: oh, i love that and i love how like the last one, especially with the show, like how much fear you had around it. And uh, just the fact that you kind of just knew like at that point, it's like, now I have to do this and I have to push through this fear. Cause like, that's one thing that faith that ayahuasca gives you. Like when you see a few things happen that just kind of blows your mind and you go like, no, there's something real here. There's something bigger here. It'll give you that faith to push through fear and uh do what it tells you to do and honestly like I fucking this podcast started from an ayahuasca trip myself and I was fucking scared shitless to do a podcast as a comedian (laughs) called god yay or nay but like it fucking told me like this is it then fucking do it and I ended up pushing through it
1: and it also uh meddles with the rest of your life Mm -hmm. isn't turning out as good because you can feel you're doing it but you're like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing yeah, I have yeah, to go over and do this. Like, it's like, and it's, it's what you're supposed to be. We all have intuition, mm-hmm. right. That tells you like, oh, you should probably do this. You should do that. And we ignore it a lot of the time. And I think what the ayahuasca also does is gets you to start to trust it's whatever awesome. that is, right? Like, oh, follow your intuition. It knows it's it, like, we can't see what's coming in the future, but maybe your intuition has a feeling maybe it's it knows that energy is already on its way to meet you Mm -hmm.
0: and you have to fucking use your intuition like i the one thing you were talking about when uh when you're on your last ceremony where your legs started shaking and your whole body started shaking you were saying like you were kind of like getting rid of the rest of your uh resistance that that happens to me a lot under uh ayahuasca's too is like i get the because purging doesn't mean just puking or shitting. It can mean like all of this stuff, laughing, crying, shaking, vibrating. Yeah. And I get a lot of that too, where my legs, my hips, my body is vibrating and shaking. And you can feel that energy pop out of you. And you'll notice that like so much of that energy and that trauma that gets stuck in you is you're just resistance to just being and listening to your body, listening to your instincts and just being and like when you get rid of that a little bit it allows you to kind of just be and feel and listen to your instincts it's beautiful
1: yeah and that whole letting go like sometimes it is crying sometimes it's shaking it out it's it it doesn't just have to be and part of it is like that's letting go of your ego and your identity there's part of you Mm -hmm. there's bad things like some of us have bad things in in all of us but there's something like when i went through the second time like where you know felt like I was like, there was a demon inside me that was holding on to some bad things. Cause that's mm. your ego. That's your identity. And it doesn't want to let that go. Like sometimes like people cling to the safety of what they know, even though it's maybe not bad for them or good for them. It's something like, that's all they know. Like it could be bad, but they're like, without this, would it be worse? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to let go. It's hard to let go of things. Yeah. like That's the hardest thing that it teaches you. And like, And even when I talk about, like, when I was thinking about doing the the show and, you know, now I had the white feather path that went, I remember it's like, am I going to, like, I don't want to do this show. I should, I should be doing the show. And I saw like a, there was a white feather and I looked up and written on the back of like, you know, like a box that you get like newspapers out of, uh, in painting, it just said, use your powers for good. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, can you just stop sending <laughs> <laughs> me signs? Enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> enough. <laughs> right? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, the, and then you just deal that. You're like, okay, well, you're in charge. I guess I got to do it. it. This isn't going to relent. Um, yeah. And it's almost like when you see a movie put together. And in the movie, when you see the character, but because you can see what he's going through, you're like, why doesn't anyone believe him? La, la, he, and he looks, you know, like when what's his name? Steve Carell had to build the ark, but yeah. God was really talking to him. But then he's got to explain it in Congress. Like God spoke to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's the worst. It's the worst. And that's there's a bit of feeling like that when you do ayahuasca of like, uh, all right, you are going to think I'm a fucking nut. And people listening to this might be like, this guy is in outer space. And mm-hmm. fair enough. But you go do ayahuasca. And then no. you come back and tell me yay or nay.
0: Ha, 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 and then you fucking uh, do the <laughs> podcast and let's see what you say. <laughs> yeah. Let's... And uh, it's funny, like how I feel like everyone who's doing ayahuasca now, like it kind of comes back and it, like a lot of it, it, it feels like everyone always has like somebody to go to. Like it happened to me. Like I got, like, uh, I don't know if I kind of gave me as a message, but it like showed me like friends and I was like, Go tell them like it's their turn next kind of thing. Oh, so you so, had
1: some messages too, but you I were like a so. you were more of a recruiter.
0: You yeah, I think recruiter. we're both
1: recruiters, it feels I guess like we are, huh? I've, is
0: that what happens? I think ayahuasca is just like a big pyramid scheme. It just gets a bunch of people, <laughs> go sign up another 50 people and bring them over. <laughs>
1: but but the weird thing is like it um you don't go around just telling you know I guess I told some people I got but you didn't like it's usually kind of comes up from their end and then you lead into like and it, they're already kind of searching mm-hmm. I feel like like the whole conversations I had in Winnipeg were like and people are like would you recommend I do this I'm like I can't I can't tell you to go and do this because it's intense you're gonna and- face your darkest and lovely like beautiful moments but if I told you, go do ayahuasca, that like you might not be able to you're that's for you to decide. I'll tell you my experience. You have to, uh, you know, you'll know whether you need to go. Oh, or Oh, you'll
0: know. Fucking um, I like the first time I did it was with Percy as well. Oh, and you know who.
1: So you yeah, went to I, Percy. That like, was Percy. That was my but,
0: first. So like because like you will know when you're going to do it because yes. I was like the same thing happened with me. I kind of just heard about ayahuasca like just uh on podcasts and shit like that. And then I heard Carrie Younger uh, did it and like you know, I was still living in Calgary at the time, so I never really talked to Carrie. But Carrie went down with another uh, guy named Kendall. I don't know if you know him. Yeah,
1: Kendall Gerolick. Yeah, yeah, I know Kendall. So yeah. like
0: uh I was on the road doing some comedy shows with Ryan Patterson. And fucking Ryan uh, ended up, like, making this huge prank on me where he fucking uh, got Kendall to pretend that he was like a hitchhiker and like a military man this, so like yeah. yeah kendall was like dressed up in camouflage and we, uh, he like uh fucking ryan like went and stopped on the fucking side of the highway and i was literally going like ryan what the fuck are you doing this guy looks <laughs> nuts like why are you picking up this fucking crazy dude you know and we're going out like east to like fucking uh hilton or some sh- uh, fucking place in eastern alberta and like we're doing the show and um yeah this guy kendall's in the back but he's pretending to be somebody else i forget what name which he and loves
1: to do weird he's, and these he's guys so love and he's
0: so good, good at, at right? it yeah yeah and he had like he was fucking just being like such a dick bag because like he he was playing this character as an army dude who can like in my head i'm like this guy's just gonna kick her ass he <laughs> can know? kill you right yeah, you got yeah, an assassin and like, in the car Oh, it was so funny, and he ended up staying for our whole tour, and, like, he played it in, and, like, in our head, like, in my head, I was just like, oh, this guy, like, we tamed the beast, we tamed this uh, angry, uh, like, military guy, and then, like, all of a sudden, I found out that he fucking went and did ayahuasca, so in my head, right away, I was like, boom, I've been thinking of this, we pick up a hitchhiker, this guy gives me the number to a place in fucking Peru, so in my head... I'm like, ah, this is fucking it. This guy is the main reason. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I go home. I book the trip to Peru. I go to Peru. I do the ayahuasca. And then I come back and I'm like talking with some comedians and uh, I'm talking with one of my friends and like she knows Ryan. And uh, I I was like telling her about the hitchhiker story and I'm like, oh, this is so crazy. And she was like, oh yeah, that's so hilarious. He pulled that prank on you. And I was like, prank i'm like what the fuck are you talking about prank and like she's like oh no like that was just one of her friends i wasn't a real hitchhiker and i just lost my fucking head i was like what and like i called up ryan i'm like ryan what the fuck and he was just like Oh, I thought I told you that. I thought you knew, and I was like, I had no oh fucking God. idea.
1: I didn't know that you didn't know. So he stayed in character for like three days, and you thought he was still the military guy. You didn't know, and then you're like, the military guy gave me the secrets to ayahuasca. What? Are, this is a sign.
0: Yeah.
1: What are the chances? So you what? But it it was right. It they was the set of a plank, but it was uh, not the not the genuine. No, I wasn't as genuine as, as thought. I
0: thought. But the yeah. funny thing is, like uh, Ryan thought I figured it out, like. Because you know we, we went our separate ways after yeah. the tour, and uh, he would send me a couple messages, and like the way I replied to him in his head, he was like, "Ah, oh, he figured it out." Like it's just gotcha, a, you know. So but, he was just like, "Oh yeah, newer knows it's a prank and stuff," and I didn't but, figure it out until afterwards. But uh, yeah, it was just hilarious.
1: But it's even so strange. Where here I mentioned like Percy. That I didn't go to, but the shaman's like, oh, I know Percy. That's who you went to see, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that was the Canadian connection going through Carrie Younger, setting it up. Exactly. Like they, they were the, because they were the first ones to go down. And now I know.
0: Chris Griffin's went and seen Percy. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, uh, like,
1: and the Chris Griffin's whole thing started when he came to my show. Oh, okay, so he came to the one man show, and he was like, wow, you know, whatever. And then he was with uh, FD Estima FDMS. Oh, uh, Ethemios. Ethemios Nastiopoulos. Yeah, Um, yeah. So they were there, and he's like, you know, the whole thing about the fair talk to him. And then I got a picture from them, like an hour, about an hour later after the show. He's like, you're not going to believe this. We went to New West, and some comic guy that they knew was like, oh, I've had something for you that I've been carrying around for like a year. And it was in this tube. It was like a tube. Open the tube. It was this giant uh feather Jesus he goes, so he takes a picture of him he's like this is a sign that i gotta do it like he got it like right afterwards and this guy like it was a big you know it was like uh like one of those feathers that's like seems to be like the length of your the top half of your body or whatever you know like a two foot feather mm-hmm. but thick right so he just couldn't believe that that's what he pulled out now he's another guy who's gone and eventually we'll all do it and the planet will be saved
0: no, that's that's the this fucking ayahuasca pyramid scheme. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. one. <laughs> it is a good one. It saves the planet. That's the
1: whole payoff at the end. Is you save the, you save the planet because. Oh
0: man! All right, well, yeah. dude, five years yeah. since you did the show. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you fucking uh, any like look looking back at it? Like anything like that kind of pops up after five years? Because you even said I, you haven't talked too much about it in the last I, couple of years,
1: eh? Yeah, I talked about it for a lot. Up till the show and a couple of years after, and then it just sort of lied dormant for a while. And oddly enough, before you even asked me about this podcast, I was looking at the recording of it thinking like, how do I do this in 25 minutes for like a little one that like, you know, I could go down and have a space and, and I don't know, it's coming back around looking back on it. That was the, that's the single best piece of work or whatever you want to call it that I've ever done in my career. Mm. That show had the most depth of meaning where you made people laugh in hysterics, cry, uh, like the feelings that you brought out of people and emotions. And then to do that, like to have an effect on people's lives and not just be telling jokes like we normally are Mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, at first I was and I was terrified to go and do it. Like I said, and then afterwards to have had that like by, you know, by the last three shows, like I was addicted to when everybody was emotionally couldn't couldn't talk and Andy this guy who was in Winnipeg who came to the show he's like I just remember like everybody in the he was in the he came to see the show he's like I just remember everybody was leaning forward in their seats like everybody was like not sitting there watching it they're like drawn in like Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that because you're on stage but he's like it you could hear like it was silent they're drawn in it was so intense like he's like for as an audience member it was intense right but in good ways like about so i would maybe i'll do it again maybe it's something that i should be taping as a special maybe it's something to start to think about uh because i didn't think i could do stand-up again afterwards i'm like well stand-up's nothing (laughs) i have to do that and maybe it's time like maybe i can revisit it now because i was also like i tried to do it in some uh fringe things afterwards but you have to sort of go in a random draws rust rest of the country like to do the Edmonton Fringe and I didn't get in. Mm. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing it. And oddly enough, the fringe is taking place right now. So I'm going for dinner down where they do the fringe on Granville Island. I'm going to look at a list of shows. I think I'm going to go see one tomorrow. And nice probably go in and it'll be talking about ayahuasca it'll be named something different
0: yeah and there she'll be yeah the message be. that's what the they message call. <laughs> yeah the
1: message will come back yeah oh, just god. it'll be called just for you or something i'll be like oh just for you let's go check this out
0: <laughs> ha, 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 all right and uh usually i say god yay or nay right now but i uh I Uh, guess uh, I think that's uh, a big yay, unless if you got anything else. (laughs) No, I got to go
1: on a yay, but not the way like some people might hear the word God. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't like the word before the ayahuasca, because what I picture, I just use God to sum up the universe. That's something, Mm -hmm. something some bigger's out there, because when I thought of God, it's a what's his name? That's head of the NRA, Um, Charlton Heston. Oh, like when I pictured God, because that's in the movies when I was a kid or whatever, when they put the Bible, he played God. So it was him with a big white beard and hair, the head of the NRA. And he was vindictive. He was killing people. He He wasn't a pleasant guy. So I didn't I was like, oh, I don't care much for God. Yeah. uh, But I'll say this. I don't know whether there's a God, but there is definitely. We're all connected. The planet's alive. The universe is alive. Like all of this is alive. Like this is a living conscious. The planet's a conscious being mm. that's out there. It might be communicating with things bigger than us. Maybe we can't read it, but there it's all, all of it's conscious. Like the things that you don't think like trees can talk, like all of it's conscious, like it's all alive and it's all connected and mm. something bigger than we can imagine, understand whatever is going on. And we can't even see it. Remember. Remember. You can't see the ships, kids.
0: Oh, I fucking love that. Ha, 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 ha. All <laughs> right, dude. Thanks right. so much for doing this. Let my uh, audience know uh, that. Tell them about your podcast. Tell oh. them what anything else you want to promote.
1: If if they uh, want to listen, it's to the Microdose podcast uh, with Damon Tritter and Paul Meyerhog. And originally we set out like we'd microdose. So we thought we'd be talking about a bit of this stuff and doing some comedy. It's pretty much just a big laugh fest now, but it's, (laughs) it's it's funny. Like if you want to hear a podcast where, uh, all we do is like, we don't worry about being right. We don't get into like, we might talk about deep news things, but we just try and make them as funny as we can. And Paul's a funny guy. So it's a really just a one hour of laughter. This was my most serious. You're going to ever hear me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's
0: very true. Yeah.
1: So, um, uh, yeah. If you want to check that podcast out, check it. And you know what? Do yourself a favor. Get, get a National Geographic. You've heard about ayahuasca. Do some research. And if it's for you, it'll come calling. And if it's not, it'll call you later. Yeah. Like, it'll find you. Once you start going down the path, the teacher will appear when the student is ready.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so
1: much, buddy. All right. Thanks, pal.
0: All right. That was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NoorKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, noorkidy.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up. And all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often. Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay! Or nay.